Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Whore Therapeutics. Whore Therapeutics. Is our topic now. And this, to me, I find is, is very important. I've got a very personal connection to this because my mom has Alzheimer's and mm. loves gardening. And this is one of the things that older people, not just people who have any kind of uh, you know problem like dementia, enjoy, but older people love gardening and a chance to get into the soil and, and, and have that physical release. There is a social enterprise now in Singapore that's aimed at building therapeutic gardens like these for the elderly. We are so happy to have on the managing director of Hortian, Pong Junxiang is with us right now to tell us all about it. Uh, Junxiang, what a great idea. Wow, how did you come up with it? And, and tell us all about it. Hi, hi, morning, Glenn, and morning, Neil. Yeah, so this uh, hot therapeutics uh, is actually uh, founded not just by me, it's also by the team behind Horshan Consultancy. Uh, so what we want to do is actually to encourage the interaction uh, between people and nature through the creation of uh, therapeutic environments, such as uh, therapeutic gardens uh, supported by therapeutic horticultural programming. I think it's a look. I said up front. I said this to Glenn. I think it's a wonderful initiative. I grew up in a country where we had what we call the allotment system, where it was community gardens, and the retirees, the pensioners, would spend their time growing fruits and vegetables. I've been saying for twenty years we should have more of this in Singapore. I know we're starting to develop it. I now see in like Pongal Park and the Marine Parade there are more of these community gardens. But maybe you can tell us a little bit of context. What are some of the proven benefits for retirees, mm. elderly, you know, people with maybe certain conditions. What are the benefits of horticulture for that generation? Okay, so um, perhaps I'll go to more specifically towards uh, therapeutic horticulture. Sure. So mainly there are three aspects of it. So physically, uh, mentally and social aspects. So in terms of uh, horti- uh, therapeutic horticulture, so let's take, for example, one of the activities that we conduct during therapeutic horticulture is uh, what we call the seed mandala. So during this uh, activity, we actually get uh, elderly to arrange uh, seeds and dried spices to form artworks. So what happened is that the elderly will actually use their hands to touch and feel the materials. And we also encourage them to smell the spices as well. So in doing so, uh, this hand movement, they actually get to practice their eye-hand coordination and fine motor skills. So when they are actually smelling the spices, so it's actually uh, they will actually get to remember the, uh, their memories, uh, to reminisce oh. about their past. So many of them, they have actually uh, cooked. They have actually cooked um, in the past uh, and some of them are even farmers because uh, Singapore used to be uh, quite big on farming back in the days before we become a city-state. So this brings back memory to them and we can actually see that uh, from most of our workshops that these elderly begin opening up and start telling stories about back in their olden days. So they are reliving their past. So as they were uh, retelling these stories, uh, we we also see that they become happier and they're more animated. So in this way, it's actually, uh, but it will uh, help them in their mental 
conditioning as well. So be, they become more happy and uh, more satisfied, uh, increase their satisfaction level. Yeah, yes. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say the when you talk about that, the, is there is there any particular either a mental condition like uh, let's say like Alzheimer's or something that is really helped that is really assisted by or therapeutics? Is there something that we've seen? I, I know that older people, retirees in general, who have <laughs> been gardeners during their earlier years, do enjoy this sense of getting back to nature. But have we seen that there are specific um, afflictions or illnesses that this helps with? Mm, okay, so maybe we can talk about Alzheimer's. So we have um, recently created a therapeutic garden in a nursing home uh, that primarily has a residents who have a mild to medium uh, dementia. Uh, in that nursing home, we, actually, we use uh, the five senses and also a reminiscence zone in order to do the therapeutic uh, horticultural activities for them. So what we actually found in our studies is that smell is one of the biggest stimulation to these elders, especially for those with Alzheimer's, because uh, the sense of smell uh, is actually possessed by the part of the brain that has uh, processed the memory as well. So as the elderly, when they uh, go through this uh, five sensory, five senses, uh, the garden, they get to experience, they get to reminisce their past because the plants that we use, many of them are also familiar, culturally relevant to them. So such as like pandan uh, mm -hmm. and lemongrass. So for many of them, these are what they use in their everyday lives, like in terms of cooking or in terms of for their cultural use as well. So it's quite important to select the plants that are culturally appropriate for the population that uh, we are uh, building the gardens for. Mm. Yeah, we're talking with Pong Jun-Siang, the Managing Director of Hortian, and you've come up with this wonderful concept, Hort Therapeutics a social enterprise aimed at building therapeutic gardens for the elderly. What was the trigger for you? What was the moment where you thought, this is the gap, this is what we're missing in Singapore? Did you see something? Was it something in your family? What did you witness or saw where you thought, this is what Singapore is missing? This actually started back when I was in my previous role in MPAX. So I was involved in several gardening projects in nursing homes and elder care facilities. Mm. So I remember that in one of my first gardening workshops, I shared with a group of elderly on how to create a dish garden. So initially, they were just seated quietly around the table. But as we progress, when we start to do the plants, when we start to touch and feel the materials, they actually start opening up and happily retelling stories about their younger days. Wonderful. So this actually sets me thinking. So if a simple activities uh, such as building a dish garden can give them so much happiness, so how much more joy they can experience if they have access to their own garden. So it's through more of this experience over the years that sets me and my co-founders on our journey of starting Hot Therapeutic. Jin Xiang, you've already done some projects uh, for the Renzi Nursing Home, St. Andrew's Nursing Home in Buangkok. Mm -hmm. uh, you've done other projects in public spaces, Chiang Baru Park, Chuchukang Park. What is your goal? How many of these different parks would you like to have around Singapore? Is there a plan to do them in all districts around the island? 
Mm, okay, so it's not just me alone. So my co-founders, uh, some, some of these, uh, like especially those in the public spaces, are designed by my co-founders mm-hmm. yeah, when we were in MPAX. So because uh, Hot Therapeutics is a new company, we only started uh, last year. And some of our projects are actually uh, in uh, nursing homes and uh, special needs schools. Right. So perhaps I can share a bit more about this with you. Sure. So uh, we recently uh, done a project in a nursing home and in this uh, special needs school. So the special needs school is actually more for the students with uh, autism. Hmm. So what happened is that there's uh, this specific requirement that uh, students will get to have some part of their lessons conducted in this uh, landscape in this therapeutic garden and also the therapeutic garden has to be freely accessible to them during their own free time so we have to ensure that uh, it's safe for them to use unsupervised as well right what's the name of the school can you say that's actually the APSN yes I thought so yes 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 I, I'm, aware, yes. I'm aware of this yes sorry carry on it's a very good initiative so in terms of what we have our future plans, I think for now it's really because uh, therapeutic horticulture is a recent development in Singapore. So our main goal now is really to increase the awareness of uh, therapeutic horticulture and the benefits it brings to the public. So what we are doing is actually to uh, engage industry practitioners through seminars and also reach out directly to nursing homes and special needs schools and uh, telling them about the benefits of therapeutic gardens and uh, therapeutic horticulture. And how can the public get involved, Jinxiang, to help push this initiative uh, forward? Because as we look at our uh, city in a garden Mm. and we look at all of the green spaces that we have, uh, obviously everyone's in tune with how important these spaces are. This is a new twist on that. How can the public get involved to push this agenda forward? Mm, Okay, so perhaps uh, let me uh, give a bit of explanation about therapeutic gardens. Therapeutic gardens are actually a specially curated landscape built for a specific user group. Mm. So we, uh, when we do uh, therapeutic gardens, let's say in a nursing home settings, we will have to uh, understand who are the residents, what are their demographics, sure. and what are their actual needs. As well as uh, we also have to find out from the therapists or the clinicians, uh, do they want to uh, conduct any activities uh, in this therapeutic gardens itself? So as for general public, uh, those that are currently in the parks, it's uh, mainly it's uh, it's uh, just so it's more of uh, to encourage uh, social gardening and to uh, encourage people to use uh, it for a healthy lifestyle. Can I just ask very briefly, there could be a real practical element here, Glenn, I'm thinking, because the government has made it clear that by 2030, Singapore must try to produce 30% of its own fruit and vegetables, 30 by 30, right? Um, Is there an element, a practical element to that, that you could even make some, you know, produce some of that, the, the fruits and vegetables? There could be a practical element to this. Is that something that may be possible? Mm, okay, so in therapeutic gardens, we do have a, a certain portion where the garden, where the residents or the clients can do their own gardening, mm. and uh, usually these uh, small plots are 
uh, situated at a certain location in that garden itself. So in terms of food-wise, I think for a therapeutic garden, it's not really a sustainable way of growing food. Um, currently, I understand that yeah, there yeah. are a number of initiatives. Yeah, correct. There are a number of initiatives around uh, Singapore that actually uh, is working towards this uh, food sustainability, such as uh, like you mentioned earlier about the allotment gardens, mm -hmm. and there's uh, also the community gardens as well. So therapeutic gardens is really more uh, to uh, meet the goals of uh, improving the mental and physical wellness of its users. That it's a sense. wonderful yeah, initiative. Yeah, wonderful. Sense. Hey, our thanks to Pong Junxiang, the managing director of Hortian, who is working on this therapeutics social enterprise aimed at building therapeutic gardens for the elderly. We appreciate your time today on Money FM Weekend Mornings. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.